0: Uh, If you want to turn into your Bibles, hopefully you have them, Uh, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, looking at verses uh, 25 to 34. And um, while you turn there, again, I just want to express my my thankfulness for allowing me to come up here and and share the word with you all. Um, This church God has used in an incredible way in my life, and I love all of you, and um, just Thank you so much for allowing me to, um, to be here. Thank you, Pastor Dave, for just doing this internship and showing us how what it looks like to, uh, to be men in the church and growing in the word and proclaiming it. So um, without any further ado, uh, I'm going to read the text and then pray, and then we'll uh, get into the sermon. All right. So uh, Matthew chapter six, starting verse twenty five. For the Gentiles seek after these all these things, and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray. Your Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. Lord, we Uh, Forgive us for being anxious. We pray that whatever anxiety we are personally dealing with would quickly be evaporated in the light of your glory and your strength and your mercy and your care for us. Father, we, we know that you are a loving God, one who is ever faithful. Help us to live in this truth by setting our minds on the things above and not on the things that are on earth. Help me speak boldly and clearly to your church and in humility and reverence to your word. Uh, In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, When the stock market crashed in 1929, uh, J.C. Penney lost all of his material assets. Um, He became physically ill, uh, depressed, and was riddled with anxiety. As a result, he had to be hospitalized and uh, one night, his, his illness became so bad that he thought he was going to die. Um, but uh, later on, he uh, regained consciousness, found out he was not was not going to die. And um, as he was walking through um, the hospital corridor one day, um, he heard singing coming come from the hospital chapel. And uh, these were the words he heard. Uh, they were singing, God will take care of you through every day or all the way. Um, that song took his mind off of his worries and onto the Lord, uh, it redirected his focus onto the Scriptures and prayer, knowing that God is able to take care of us uh, through every day. J.C. Penney uh, made a complete recovery and uh, from his illness and went on to build, obviously, one of the greatest—or not the greatest—but uh, the um, uh, a very you know lucrative retail store. Um, he heeded Jesus' counsel to turn from worry to God. Now, we're no strangers to anxiety, and uh, many of us continue to deal with anxiety on a, on a daily basis. Um, I'm sure we can all think of at least one thing right now that we are, are dealing with that's, um, that's causing us anxiety or worry. Um, but Jesus, being fully God and fully man, uh, also felt the same type of, of fleshly battle. But, unlike us, Jesus uh, never let the anxieties of this world become larger than his view of God. Um, Jesus shows us uh, in this text how to live as a peaceful and calm believers in the midst of our day-to-day lives. Um, so, Uh, There are three therefores in this text, so uh, I divided my points up with those three therefores. Um, So the first point in uh, my outline tonight uh, is, uh, therefore, trust in the Lord's provision. Trust in the Lord's provision. Um, Looking at the opening verse, anytime we see a therefore in scripture, um, we know that the writer is concluding a a statement or a line of argumentation. Uh, So this, this first... Argument. first, uh, Therefore, comes after Jesus uh, saying, "Lay up uh, for yourselves treasures in heaven, um, where a moth and rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal." Um, uh, he's. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jesus also says that we cannot serve both God and money. Right? Uh, either we will love one and hate the other, be devoted to one and despise the other. So, in relation to verse 25. How does one acquire food and drink and clothing? Well, it would be money. Um, though it is true, money can can be an an, an idol in our lives that um, uh, we seek as provision for our lives. Um, this is not merely what Christ is referring to. In the first, therefore, um, Jesus has been describing what a life lived in godly conduct should look like. This is the Sermon on the Mount. That we're looking at um, that was you know back in chapter five is where it started. Um, so we are the salt of the earth, we're the um, light to the world. Um, we should uh, give unto the poor and pray and fast uh, in a manner that is not hypocritical. Therefore, since we ought to live in these such accordances, do not be anxious about your life. Do not worry about food and drink what you put internally into your body nor about what you wear uh, concerning the external parts of your body, of your welfare. Um, uh, Park your Bibles there and turn with me to Exodus 16 uh, while you're flipping there. Uh, With a matter of food and and drink, I was reminded of the Israelites uh, when they had crossed the Red Sea and were in the wilderness heading to Mount Sinai. um, Being rescued out of the hands of the Egyptians by Yahweh, the Israelites soon began to complain about not having any food. Uh, In Exodus 16, we see in verse 2, they begin to grumble and complain to Moses and Aaron because there was no food. Uh, God instructs Moses and the people to gather the quail in the evening and in the morning gather the manna um, that formed after the dew. Um, So in verse 18, we see that God's provision was sufficient. Uh, Reading from Exodus chapter 16, starting in verse 18. it melted. Israel was worried about tomorrow, are they not? Uh, and isn't this our natural reaction? Uh, I could see myself being like the Israelites, gathering as much food as I could in that morning, or in the evening, um, knowing that I'm in the middle of nowhere, and I don't know where we're going, and I'm hungry, and all I want to do is take as much of it as I can to hold off for however long that would make me feel comfortable, right? Um, so after the Lord provides food for Israelites, they complain about the water, um, even to the point where Moses is um, feeling like he's going to be stoned to death. Um, so again, Moses goes to the Lord, and God um, com- tells him to strike the rock, and it brings forth the water, um, which also provides uh, the water for the Israelites. So those in the in the crowd in, at the Sermon of the Mount, um, hearing Jesus would have recalled how God provided food and drink in the wilderness uh, to the Israelites. Only Jesus uh, does not respond to the crowds like Moses did. Um, It says Moses was angry with the Israelites. Uh, Jesus is the new Moses. He's the perfect leader. Jesus does not become angry at God's people, but willingly laid down his life for us all. Uh, so the Old Testament is packed full of examples like this of God's character and faithfulness. And you could argue that in every book you could see um, the theme of God is faithful. Uh, so even just meditating on this story um, in the Old Testament should should cause our worries to also melt in the radiance of God's faithfulness, what he did in the days of old. If that wasn't enough for Jesus just to say, do not be anxious, uh, he then gives two examples Uh, for us to consider how God cares for his creation, the birds of the air and um, the lilies of the field. So look with me again in Matthew 6, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air, they either sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? If you were like me, uh, which most of you who know me know that not a whole lot of people are like me, but... (laughs) Um, you might ask yourself why Jesus uses the, uh, the example of the birds. Um, well, I would think that maybe uh, the birds were relatable, right? They're, they're sitting on a mountain. They're seeing birds flying around them. Um, so when, uh, when, it, when does a bird gather food or, or plant food for itself? It doesn't. And when does a, a bird take that food and put it into its refrigerator or its, its silo? Well, it never does. Uh, And yet, we hear the birds sing every morning and they don't perish. Uh, God's taking care of even the least uh, of the birds. Um, Did you know, uh, in teaching this year, uh, I came across these little facts, but did you know a bird's uh, natural body temperature ranges from 104 degrees to 108 degrees? And it... uh, In flight, uh, it also breathes seven times per second, and its heart beats about 10 beats a second. Um, Whereas humans, we breathe once about every second, and our hearts probably shouldn't be beating more than like two or three uh, times a second, so hopefully around one or two. Um, So because sometimes I I think about things for too long, uh, I I wondered how bad it would be if a bird was actually anxious. (laughs) Like, 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 you imagine their heart rate then and like they just would explode like in midair for like, oh, no, like, what if there's no worms tomorrow or or something? Like, I don't know. So that's was one of my reflections. Um, so in addition, uh, listen to the words of this uh, short poem said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so said the sparrow to the robin, Friend, I think that it must be that they have no heavenly Father such as cares for you and me. Though the truth is, we do have a heavenly Father who cares for us, and yet oftentimes we forget. And are we not more valuable than birds? Uh, Genesis 127 tells us that we humans, we are made in the image of God. And Jesus Christ came to die for the sins of humanity, and to redeem us, those who believe in his life, death, burial, and resurrection. So God has put much, much more value on our souls than we often tend to realize, or at least for me. So Jesus uh, continues in verse 27 saying, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? So worrying does not lengthen our time on earth. Uh, we saw earlier J.C. Penney was hospitalized for his anxieties. Um, so anxiety can potentially have physical uh, repercussions on our fallen, sinful bodies. Uh, it's counterintuitive for a believer in Jesus Christ to be anxious about that which potentially could take our lives or threatens our normality of life, what we think is, should be normal. Um, our life is hidden with Christ in God. Uh, I'm, I'm just also so thankful for this body of believers. Um, and oftentimes I come, well, it's Mondays and Sundays, uh, uh, here and voice my anxieties and worries onto you. And I'm either encouraged by one of you um, through prayer or just talking about it, or I, I hear about some of your lives that uh, I then think, well, I, I should start praying for this person because my life isn't, uh, you know, I'm not going through this struggle right now, and they need prayer, right? It takes our mind off of our own worries and um, uh, puts it on to, to others. And I, just, I love this body, and I love the church. Just how, That's how God designed it, right? Um, and that was something I, I'd never realized or thought of or, or saw growing up. Um, so again, I'm just so thankful for this body. It's just one uh, thing I've 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 learned uh, in being here. So, uh, secondly, he moves from the birds uh, onto the lilies of the field. Uh, so look at uh, verse 28 through 30. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not also clothe you, O you of little faith? Again, you can imagine the people's reactions from uh, being transferred from the birds around them to the grass on the field, the, the flowers around them, possibly. So even Solomon, the wisest and the wealthiest king of Israel, even in his most luxurious garments, uh, does not compare to how God fashions uh, the flowers and the the lilies of the field. And yet, that same grass that they're sitting on is going to be used to help them cook, be thrown in the fire to cook or to to warm their houses later that night. The grass does not toil in the fields like man does, uh, nor does it spin and knit itself together by its own power. Uh, we see in Genesis uh, that God uh, on the third day brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kind, and trees bearing fruit according to its kind. So God, God has divinely created the earth in such a way uh, that the grass does not need to worry about how it will get its food. For it can take the energy of the sun, the water, and the nutrients uh, from the soil and produce food uh, it needs to survive. God has instituted that process, and the grass simply follows suit. So if God's natural order is to provide for his creation, why why would we think that, that would be different for us? I think a lot of times we also feel ashamed or, or embarrassed when we feel like we have that lack of faith or trust uh, in God's provision. But notice Christ doesn't say, oh, you of absent faith or oh, you of it disingenuous faith, uh, we have faith, but we can quickly shrink uh, in our faith when something daunting uh, happens to us or presents itself in our lives. Um, Jesus also uses this phrase, "Oh, you have little faith, uh, when uh, Peter sees the Lord on the water and uh, he goes out of the boat and, you know, is walking along until he sees the waves all around him. And then he gets scared, and then Jesus has to come and rescue him. And, you know, Jesus says, well, why did you doubt? Oh, you have little faith. So if you're, if you're struggling with a, a lack of faith, um, consider what Jesus said to Doubting Thomas at the end of the uh, Gospel of John, uh, in chapter 20, 29, uh, where he says, uh, Have you believed because you have seen? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. So we are blessed because we have not seen the Lord. Um, 1 Peter 1, 8 through 8-9 uh, also says, referring to Jesus, Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Because of our faith, our hope rests in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We we as Christians must live in that reality. Our minds must always be focused on the fact that Christ is seated at the right hand of God, sustaining our existence, and also personally working in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to make us more like himself. So practically, how do we trust in God's provision? Um, The beginning of Colossians 3 has uh, been a great passage for me to look back on and, and meditate on um, through, uh, whenever I've read it, and then started meditating on it, I can't really remember. But um, so Colossians three, at the beginning, um, uh, verse one and two, it says, "If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth." So, what are the things above? Well, one of them is the fact that we've been delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of His beloved Son, uh, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. And who saves us from that sin? Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He is the image of the invisible God, for by Him all things are created, and uh, in Him all things hold together. So our existence is held together by Jesus Christ. Whatever our temporal temporal struggle of food or or shelter or sickness or um, medical bills or physical pain or emotional wreckage, uh, Jesus holds us together and will care for us. And our ultimate end is to be with the risen risen Lord in paradise. Another way, um, at least for me, practically uh, to increase my faith and and fix my mind on on the Lord is... um, Uh, looking for uh, answered prayer in my life Um, and going through the um, internship. We've read a book on prayer and uh, reading through it, I was convicted of um, praying to the, the Lord as if he was far off. I think sometimes when you study theological things, sometimes you can you can focus your mind so much on God way up here than God, you know, right in front of you. Um, so I was convicted of that, that I was praying to God, that feeling like he was far off and not that he was right there. And uh, that's why I love God, because he brought my lovely fiance into my life, who helped me uh, real, or helped me look for answered prayer in my life. That was one thing that she'd asked me about, and um, I'd be like, oh gosh, I, I don't do that. I guess I should, Stacey, thank you. Um, so... Um, Jesus shows us how to pray in, in Matthew 5, um, and the prayer invites God to be close, with, close to us, to be providing for us daily in close and close in a personal way. Uh, the second, therefore, now comes in verse 31, uh, which is the second point. Uh, therefore, seek the Lord's kingdom. That's the second point, seek the Lord's kingdom. I'll be uh, reading starting in verse 31. Uh, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Christ again reiterates the uh, temporal anxieties of food, drink, and clothing, uh, and tells us not to seek after these things like Gentiles Um, Maybe a a stronger word there would be pagans, unbelievers. Um, Imagine the amount of anxiety lost sinners have, just for a second. On top of anxiety, they have no uh, hope in in being reconciled to God. And friend, if you're here tonight and you do not uh, believe in Jesus Christ uh, for the forgiveness of your sins, um, the Bible says we we are all sinners, all of us, everyone in this room, um, and the punishment for sin is death and not just physical death, but we are eternally separated from the Lord. And those who are not uh, to do not trust in the Lord will go to hell. But God makes a provision for our sinful natures by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross and atone for our sins. As uh, Romans 10:9 says, uh, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Can I ask that you consider the eternal weight of these words instead of being uh, blindly uh, blinded by the earthly and, and temporal things uh, that distract and worry us a day in and day out? And should we as Christians not want to share with nonbelievers the gospel the hope and peace we have received in the gospel—that uh, we do not need to worry about our past and present or future sins because they have been forgiven by God, uh, or that we do not have to worry—we uh, don't have to worry about the physical pains we suffer here on earth because our life is hidden with Christ and God, our eternal life. Um, this is a call once again for us to share the gospel um, with the lost. And I believe our church is doing this, uh, but let us do so more and more. Uh, Our lives should reflect our theology, uh, that we trust fully in a fully faithful God. Uh, We should be a people of peace, as uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, "Um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The truth is, we can live in such a way uh, that we look like unsaved sinners uh, when we worry. And this is sinful. Uh, As we heard today in Pastor Dane's message, um, Jesus brings peace out of chaos uh, for people to consider who he is. Um, so we can look like the, those Gentiles um, in, in Mark who had uh, wanted Jesus to leave because Christ had cast the demons out of the man into the flock of pigs, right? And then the pigs are then run or uh, go into the into the sea and are drowned, right? So the Gentiles then respond, oh, "What are we going to do for?" All our, you know, livelihood, our, 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 what we eat, you know, our living. Jesus, go away. We don't want that. We don't want you. You've just ruined that, right? And we can, as believers, we can sometimes maybe not say Jesus, go away, but maybe respond as Jesus, why are you letting this happen? Why am I being so anxious about this? Or uh, I don't know why you're allowing this in my life, right? Um, so again, that's to. Some, sometimes God allows those things to. Um, again, help us consider who he is and bring peace out of chaos. Um, so God knows we have fallen bodies uh, that suffer uh, with pain and disease. Uh, he knows some of us do not know where our, our, ne- our next meal will come from or if the checks will come in the mail in time for us to pay the bills. Um, we do not need to inform God of our needs. Uh, as as if he has no clue what we need, uh, he already knows them, right? Uh, God already knows what we need before we ask. And yet God does want us to ask him and to go to him in prayer, um, as Christ says a little, a little later on in the Sermon on the Mount, that ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, knock and it'll be open to you. So he is our loving and gracious father who is ready to give us good gifts. So do not be anxious about your life, but seek the Lord. And then the final point for tonight, um, the final therefore is, therefore, rest in the Lord's work. Rest in the Lord's work. Uh, verse 34, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. Uh, so on the on the sixth day of the week, the Israelites uh, were to gather twice as much uh, quail and manna, um, on the sixth day, because the seventh day was a Sabbath dedicated to the Lord, um, there would be no manna on the ground the seventh day. The Israelites were to rest in the Lord's provision day by day, and we know that when we when they tried to save some food the following day, it became inedible. Um, much like the Israelites who struggled to remain faithful to God uh, in the in the midst of pagan pagan people. Um, it is a constant struggle for us to seek the Lord in a world that's heading the opposite direction from where we are trying to uh, aspire to. Um, but we worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who is always faithful. We do not know what, what tomorrow has in store. Uh, that is knowledge reserved only to God because He is sovereign. And He wants us to trust Him every second of life that he gives us. Church, I pray that anxiety will not steal our joy. Uh, God has for us each and every day. Uh, This verse is not to be understood as a command to worry about today, uh, but that today will already contain enough uh, to be worried about. right? And even yesterday, trying to print off, my manuscript at night and maybe work on it a little bit it ran out of ink and then i just said well today i had enough worries i guess i can do it tomorrow right I even learn a lesson there um so i challenge all of us this week to practically um uh, seek and meditate on all that god's prov- uh, all of god's provision throughout the day just the day right uh, write them down in a journal or Take 10 minutes and sit in silence and think about a God's provision, how you didn't have a wreck that day or that you weren't sick, or that you didn't miss work or um, something of that nature. Uh, if for some reason uh, you might feel like Job tonight and maybe you think you've really done nothing wrong and God still allowed some terrible um, affliction to, to happen in your life, uh, either you personally or, or someone else you know. Um, there's always uh, other people that we can, we can focus on, right? Look at the people, the members of this church, how God has uh, provided for us, how God's been faithful. Jasmine's fully paid uh, to go to Bulgaria. Um, all the new and healthy and wonderful babies uh, in the church. Uh, the incredible blessing that Fellowship Baptist uh, merging with Park um, I feel this church has been enormously strengthened um, by those families. Uh, and the, the two sermons I'll, I'll never forget here. Uh, I don't know, there's just sermons that you will don't think you'll ever forget. And one of them was when Pastor Dave um, uh, preached 1 Thessalonians from memory. And the other one was when Keith Doster uh, preached Psalm 88. Uh, those were just two sermons. That I was like, I, now I know what it feels like to hear a sermon that was like a steak it wasn't just like little crumbs or milk or something but like it was a walk out just like man i really need to think about that um so uh, again god has abundantly blessed this church um through the years right we can think about those uh those aspects right even though we might um have something that's just severely giving us anxiety or worry, but we can still look around and see how God's faithful. We don't know why God allows things to happen in our lives, but again, he was a word, right, to read and to remember the things He did in the Old Testament, and the New Testament and even now. so the the point is, which is Jesus's point, uh, we don't have to look hard to find God's provision. Uh, We know that anxiety and worry will not touch us in the life to come. But in our daily lives now, trust in the Lord's provision, seek his kingdom and proclaim his gospel and rest in the Lord's work. And the the greatest thing we should always be uh, focusing our minds on is the gospel, that Jesus came to die for our sins, that he rose from the dead and now he's ascended into heaven as the right hand of God. Everything else pales in comparison. So let me close uh, by praying uh, Philippians 4, 19 and 20. So uh, pray with me. God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen.